Dub Nation, you're listening to the Warriors Post Up with the voice of the Warriors, Tim Roy. Draymond to Kaminga. Back to Draymond. Throws the corner. Low pass. Good catch. Steven Chenzo. Three ball. Left corner. Pocket. And the Warriors now go up by one. Our post-game guest is by the locker room. He's got the headset on, but I'm not sure who it is because we can't see him. So sign in there, Mr. Mystery Guest. Who do we have tonight? This is Dante. Hey, Dante. How, how you doing? doing? Good. How you doing? Hey, what a grinder, huh? Yeah. It was a fun game. Tell, tell me about this game, and, and did you guys talk about the importance of this game coming in, knowing that whoever wins this has the tiebreaker, and that could come in handy? Yeah, absolutely. We knew we know what's at stake. Um, you know, down the stretch here, um, we're trying to win every game, um, but this one uh, had an extra, a little extra meaning, and uh, I think we were locked in tonight. With your assignments, you always get one of the best offensive players on the floor, but when you get matched up on Luka Doncic, just because of his size, he has an advantage to start with. But tell me, you know, guarding him, what is that like, and what do you have to do? Uh, you know, he's big. He, he, you know, he's big. He's wide. He feels at his own pace. Um, so, you know, when I'm on him, I'm trying to speed him up, kind of get him downhill, and uh, lead, him, lead him into Loon and Draymond, and let them uh, let them cover it up. Well, tell us tonight. They needed the Warriors needed all the three pointers they could get. They really clamped down on Stefan and Clay Thompson. Uh, how were you able to get Dante open to get ten shots? Your all your ten shots were from three point range, and you knocked down four of them. Uh, yeah, um, I mean when when we were diving to the rim, um, you know Steph was hitting the pocket, JP was hitting the pocket, and then they were collapsing. So the weak side was open, and uh, when you know they have confidence and just swing it and knock it down. You know you would double team Luka Doncic occasionally but not all the time. Yeah. When do you decide to double and take the ball out of his hands or not to? Is it when he's further out on the court and if he picks up the dribble, of course? Uh, yeah, it's all different. Um, I think just with the flow of the game, see how sometimes we just throw something at him just to uh, change up the, you know, like I said, change up the flow of the game, give him a different look, uh, make somebody else beat us. Once he starts going to the basket, Dante, how, <laughs> are you worried about him creating contact and getting to three? He knows how to draw fouls. Uh, yeah, I mean, honestly, he's at his best. I think when he's uh, when he's getting down there to the rim and kicking out. Um, I think that's where you know he hurt us a little in the second half. Um, he was getting down there and he was spraying out to those corner threes. Um, so I think we adjusted a little bit and make us be- make him beat us at the rim uh, without us fouling, and uh, I think it worked. Dante, final question for you: You've been in big games your entire life. How how big is this one, considering the season the Warriors have had uh, to get a back to back? Uh, road wins to end this road trip and with everything at stake? Uh, yeah, um, I think it was big for us. I think it was big on the road for us to you know, go into this home stretch that we're about to have with confidence because um, we know how well we play at home. So uh, you know, to get these last two on the road is, is huge for us going down the stretch. Well, I know it's going to be fun for you to play Philly on Friday. Get some rest and we'll see you on the plane. Thank you very much. Dante DiVincenzo, our guest. Big win for the Dubs. They knock off Dallas 127-125 to 125 and get the victory. That gives them the tiebreaker, moves them a game and a half ahead of Dallas. And I'm going to tell you about all the other scores here in just a moment. But, Jim, some thoughts on this game. It was not a pretty game at times. Uh, the Warriors had turnovers early. They kind of settled down on that. But they, yes. they did a lot of gritty things that allowed them to win. Draymond with a great stop toward the end of the game. Uh, 
you know, he was his usual Draymond self. He had four block shots, tied a season high there. Uh, Kaminga was really good off the bench. Maybe his best game as a pro, considering he was guarding one of the best games in 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 the best players in the league yes. in Luka Doncic. Yeah, he, he's just been terrific, as I said, uh, on this trip here. And uh, now in the last four games, he, he gets double figures at Atlanta. Uh, and then he, he really goes on a run because he gets 24 against Memphis. Houston, he gets 17. But in those games, he's 8 of 16, 4 of 7 from 3, 7 of 9 from the field. And tonight, he does it again. Tim, he's 9 of 11. These are outstanding numbers. 9 of 11 from the field, 2 of 3 from 3. And he hit those two big free throws when they needed to. When they needed him, and he ends up with 22 points, and he he leads the team in scoring tonight. It's not Curry, it's not Thompson, it's not Poole. Um, it, you know, I, he's playing with calmness, he's playing with confidence, and he's making the plays, and he's not making mistakes. And by the way, he played longer. He played four minutes more than Poole tonight, and he had one turnover. He's playing with confidence and poise right now. You know, and and Jim, it, it just. This team has not had a uh, a gritty personality on the road this year. They haven't had that. And to get back-to-back wins to end this trip, where it looked like they might be going 1-4 or 0-5 at some point, um, I think it's remarkable. And it's it's just it's great that they can, can establish this because this is a win they can hang their hat on, right. you know, late in the season. Because, you know, if... if you are going to be successful in the playoffs this year. If you're the Golden State Warriors, you're going to have to win road games. Now, they've done that over the years, but they haven't shown it this year. So I think this is a huge, huge win. It really is. It's, uh, to me, I came in tonight thinking this is the biggest game of the season for them right now with only nine games left. Now there are only eight games left, and they're controlling their destiny like this. Um, they were good in every quarter offensively. This team is really, really coming together offensively. Uh, they may have shot over 50% in each quarter. They end up shooting at uh, 56%. But we've seen them do this on the road and shoot, you know, 55 56% and lose the game. But their defense got really good when it needed to uh, in that fourth quarter. And the, uh, the Mavericks, uh, they knew how important this game was. And the Warriors just did a really, really good job of staying with them all the time. All the lead changes. Tonight, there were 14 lead changes. But here's what the Warriors did nicely. Yes, they turned the ball over a lot, but they did it in the first quarter and the third quarter. They did not turn the ball over in the second quarter. That's why it's close at halftime. They did not. They only turned the ball over one time in the fourth quarter. Well, pretty counted. Mark Cuban has tweeted, for those wondering about the play with a minute 54 to go in the third, let me explain what happened. He said the ref called Mavs ball. The announcer announced it. Then there was a timeout. During the timeout, they changed the call and never told us. And wow. So that, that's a little tough. Yeah, there. I'm sure there'll be more about this coming up. And uh, for the crew tonight, he goes. He goes. It's, uh, he called it the worst officiating non-call mistake in possibly in the history of the NBA. <laughs> All righty. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, I think uh, we'll hear more about this some way, somehow. And I believe there will be a pool reporter report in the tonight's game. Uh, so, wow, just wow. But it was a good, a good NBA game. If you, you know, I always wonder and I always hope for games like this. If you're a fan and you spent money, and let's, let's face it, tickets are cheap. Guys, people who come in tonight, this was the only game they saw in the NBA in person all year. The NBA has more fans. 
because if you didn't enjoy this, even as ugly as it got a couple of times for both teams, it still was an engaging, exhilarating contest tonight. And, um, wow. And it wasn't just the starters either, both, for both teams, because Kaminga and Poole combined for 38 points. Christian Wood and Jaden Hardy, who were Hardy was just unbelievable tonight. They combined for 46, but, you know, if Kaminga doesn't come through, if Poole has a game like he did uh, in Houston, uh, the Warriors don't win this game tonight. So the bench was good. Uh, and another 18 between Jamichael Green and Anthony Lamb as well. So this this was a team win tonight, and everybody can be proud. Yeah, I think so. You know, it was a team effort tonight. Uh, you know, it wasn't a, a, a splash brother or a pool taking over and scoring nope. 40. Uh, very balanced attack that's good to see. Everybody got involved. Everybody played a role. Even Anthony Lamb, who I'm sure somebody on Twitter will point out he's a minus nine tonight, but he had one of the bigger plays in the game uh, that that – a put back down low in the foul. And the three-point play. Three-point yeah. play. That was yeah. one of the bigger plays in the game. Yes, so, it was. When uh, it happens in the fourth quarter, it certainly is. Absolutely. And so we get ready. The Warriors come back and go home uh, to take on Philadelphia on Friday, and that's going to be fun. Joel Embiid and the Warriors' old friend James Harden will be in town on Friday night. And it's part of the upcoming broadcast brought to you by Ticketmaster. Busy weekend for the Dubs. You come right back, right back at it Friday, 6.30 the airtime, 7 o'clock with the tip presented by NBC Sports. And then Sunday, Minnesota, 5 o'clock with the airtime, 5.30 with the tip. Warriors and T-Wolves. And then the homestand continues with two more games uh, on Tuesday and Friday against New Orleans and San Antonio. The Warriors do well on this homestand. That's going to go a long way for them to staying out of the play-in bracket. So this is an important four-game stretch for Golden State. JB, nice job tonight. Yeah. Uh, Man. A lot of pressure, a lot of tension. Um, but uh, for us, the home team won. We're the home team. Yep. Final uh, thought from you, and I want this in a different mode because I didn't yeah. get a chance to ask you about this before. What's that? Uh, the death of Will Street. You played against him. You joined the Knicks the year he was out with a knee injury, and he didn't play all season and then just retired after that. That was right. one of a series of injuries he suffered in his career. But a remarkable guy that he averaged like a double-double every year of his career. I mean, yes, he did. Uh, well, I'm sorry. He averaged double-figure double points and almost a double-double points and rebounds every year of his career. And he, he played undersized in the era of the center. That's the point yeah. right there. At 6'9". When he's playing against Wilt, who was a little over 7-1, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, all the great center. He played in the era of the centers, and he was really essentially a power forward at, at the size that he was. But he was a gamer. He was a clutch player. Um, tough. And, and, and tough. And when he's inside, you, you don't get a rebound from him. If he has position, he gets the rebound. Nobody reaches over the top. He's a wide body. Um, he was more athletic than you think. And he also had a really nice mid-range jump shot. So th- that's, that's what made him different from the, from the lot of the centers that only played down low. He could go out and shoot the ball from, you know, 15 to 18 feet with regularity. Um, he was a great leader. He was a great leader for that team. And, uh, and, and I, I consider him a great man. It was always a pleasure to play against him. And he was inspirational to... Uh Young black players in the South coming from Grambling, being yes. a, a draft pick that, that, and then part of a, a team that won two NBA titles in four years. Uh, that he was inspirational. Yes, he was, and he also kept everybody else in line when he was coaching and stuff. And then, you know, Cassie Russell once in a while <laughs> who didn't play a lot of defense. Well, when 
when Reed was there uh, with Cassie alongside, Cassie became a much better defender because Reed would uh, put the pressure on him to do so and call him out. He, w- he wasn't afraid to do so. Uh, and when he spoke, people listened. Tomorrow night on the roundtable, we'll have a more in-depth uh, feature on Willis Reed and his days in the NBA. That's 6 o'clock on our flagship station, 95.7 The Game. I'll be filling in for Kevin Dana. We'll be talking with Gary St. Jean. That's tomorrow night. JB, thank you so much. And great job tonight. And we'll see you on the walk down to the locker room. Okay, sir. That's Jim Barnett. I'm Tim Roy. 